Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to the FYI podcast, where we talk about faith, life, adulting, friendships, relationships, finances, and so much more. I'm Micah Keneally. I'm Josiah Keneally. We're your hosts. What's up, FYI podcast? So fired up for this episode, Mm -hmm. and we consider it a joy. We're fanatical about your success in life as a 20-something, as a young adult, mm-hmm. going after Jesus. We want to add value to your life each week by answering the questions that you have about faith That's right. and theology that you have. We want to bring some of those answers about life and adulting, right. about relationships and finances. You'll love last mm-hmm. week's episode um, about side hustles if you haven't checked it out. Mm-hmm. And each week, we unpack one of your questions. If you want to drop us a DM. On Instagram, it's FYI-podcast. You mm-hmm. can hit up Micah.Kennelly or Josiah Kennelly mm-hmm. on Instagram. We have a website, www.FYI-podcast.com. And let's kick it to this week's question. Those are a lot of things for the listener to take in. But here's the question that you're asking today. And it'll be a fun one because I think many of us have been there. And if you haven't been there, you're going to be there. It's inevitable. Wow. It's inevitable, I think, to experience elements of this question. And here it is. How do I get back up after dreams are crushed? That is a great question. And that can be applicable to many areas of life. It could be financially. It could be being cut from a team. It could be a relationship. It could be losing a dream job. It could be asking to leave a dream job. It could be anything and all things. So I think this question is very pertinent to the young adult because there's so much life happening between the ages of 18 to 30. Mm -hmm. Not only are you stepping Mm -hmm. foot on a college campus or enrolling in a military, or you're getting into your career and stepping out into the world or like developing your own form of work. But I think along the way, each and every single one of us has been crushed, are being crushed or going to be crushed. And not just once, like I think it's it's a fact of life, unfortunately. And I think that we can gain a lot of wisdom and insight and knowledge, even through the pain. So, well, talk about this. Take us to a time where you've been there. Take us to a time where you were disappointed or something didn't pan out the way you hoped or dreamed or maybe expected or wanted it to. Oh, man. I think there's many areas. I'm just trying to think. I didn't know it was going to be put on the spot. And and this is nothing against Josiah, but I think early on, I think many people can relate to this one. And I love talking about relationships. So I think many people are crushed when their crush is no longer crushing on them, right? And when you realize like the person that you're with or you're dating or you're interested in has no interest for you or God has no interest for you to be together. Maybe that's that was more or less my story. And I don't think I was necessarily crushed, but it didn't go the way that I had thought it was going to or the way that I planned. Mm -hmm. And guess what? I realized, you know, looking back, you could always look back. It's it's hard to see forward because you don't know. But when you look back and you can look in the rear view mirror versus the big, you know, dashboard and windshield in front of you you don't always know what's coming in the in forward but you can look in that mirror and be like wow like thank you god from saving me from myself thank you for me not settling with x y or z along the way so i think for me i think a lot of it was um yeah stepping out of that relationship where i i did the crushing probably more or less but 
still parts of you need to be built up in the process. And I don't think I was so like distraught about the person or the breaking off of the relationship. It was the timeline that I had taken an intervow, I think of myself of being like, by the time I'm 30, I want these major things to happen. I want to be married, done with my education. I want two to four kids. Like I, 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 and then I got to 30 and I was not necessarily yet married. I did not have kids and I was back in school kind of figuring out, okay, God, you're reinventing mm-hmm. parts of my story that mm-hmm. I don't really know what's next. Mm-hmm. So I think the crushing in the process of being crushed is to realize one thing. And I was reminded of this this morning and I'm, I've worked through all of that, obviously. And I did get married at age 30 and had our first child at age 32, right? 33. And I had to be okay with that because that was God's timeline, not mine. And I think he lovingly corrected me throughout those 12 years and like worked on my heart to simply say like, Micah, like you came to me. I felt like God downloaded this to me. Like, Micah, you came to me with your to-do list, but I never agreed upon it. I never agreed on your plan that you had for yourself because the plans that God does have for us truly are better and greater. And I can look back and say like, Lord, thank you for saving me from me. And my own selfish desires, because if God wouldn't have got my heart and I wouldn't have been obedient and I wouldn't have allowed the crushing, the pruning and the the healing to take place, essentially, with my own disappointments of what I thought I should be or where I thought I should go or how I thought I was going to get there. Do you see all those eyes in there? Um, I was listening to a podcast this morning and this reminded me just of this quote and they'd shared it, Bianca Olhoff. Um, she's an amazing author, uh, woman of faith. And she was on the podcast since kind of co-hosting with Candace Cameron Bure mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. for the season four. So that was a fun little thing I listened to this morning, but she says, winners never quit and quitters never win. And I'm like, if we're called to be, if we're Christians, we're calling ourselves Christ followers, then we're already winners. Like we're on the winning team, even when we feel like we're losing or we feel like a loser in that moment. Yeah. Like winners never quit and quitters never win. So you don't have a choice, right? And if you do take the choice, you're never going to win. You're never going to experience it. So I think all those different elements of life within those 12 years, I think we're unpacking and unraveling at the end of my fingertips. But that was just the beginning of what God wanted to build. So very long answer, but I hope the listener can, I don't know. (laughs) Thanks for going there. One of the things that I'm mindful of is that Micah and I are humans. Mm -hmm. We might co-host a couple podcasts and um, teach and preach and write and speak and minister. At the end of the day, we're humans Mm -hmm. with emotions, with dreams that not everything is worked out perfectly for us, that we face challenges and hardship and suffering and pain Mm -hmm. and obstacles, just like you do. And Mm -hmm. we've had to navigate adulting in our own spheres and together um, and separately for sure. Yeah. For sure. And we have feelings, all of those things. And I want you to stop and think about this. You're watching on YouTube or you're listening at your workout, at the gym, in the car, where, wherever you're at, just stop and think about this. Let's just say that your dream is to bring in income mm-hmm. and you decide to pick up a job selling Cutco knives, or you did door-to-door sales for pest control, or you're mm-hmm. selling... Um, a product like driveways, mm-hmm. okay? Knives, insurance, houses, cars. It's, it. it's, it's, it's a product. It's, you know, or maybe it's the service of installation of a driveway, but a product or service or a good 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And let's just stick with that knives for a second or pest control. You go door to door. You're going to get some people who cuss you out. Mm-hmm. You're going to get some people who say no, but you're going to get some people who say yes. Mm-hmm. You're going to get some, some open doors and opportunities. Mm-hmm. The key is reps. Yeah. And if somebody says no, it's not all that personal. They have already got the knives. Mm-hmm. They've already got a nice driveway. Move on to the next one. But what's it's it's not all that personal is what I'm trying to say. If you're trying to sell insurance and somebody's already got insurance, that needs dust, already met. Right? Yeah, dust dust off. You know the sandals go to the next. Get back up. Try again. It's a little bit more personal mm. when you are marketing a service or a product that you are the product that you mm-hmm. are the service. Example speaking Mm -hmm. example, writing a book Mm -hmm. and you go to 17 different publishers through your acquisitions editor or through your agent and you hear no 17 times, that's a little bit more personal. Um, A breakup, Mm -hmm. 50% of the relationship was you, 50% of it was them. Just by doing the math, there's two people, you and them, and it didn't work out. That's a lot more personal. the job doesn't want you anymore, or they invite you to find another job. Right. Those things are a little bit more personal. And but would I, you say that why do we feel like it's so personable? Personal because when we're selling something, or when it's us doing the service, or it's us and our dreams are attached to that, they're rejecting the product initially. They're not rejecting us. Yeah. But we feel the rejection, yeah. right? So even yeah. just talk about like when we're feeling crushed, like what is what does that rejection look like, and how can we? turn that around essentially in our minds and our thoughts and actions. My goodness. I'm grateful for the voice of Ken Coleman in my life. And he's been on our podcasts, gosh, two, three times as much as any other guest. And um, his first book was called one question. And it was actually a podcast series that he turned into a book Mm. and he took the best. He interviewed coach K he interviewed Oprah. He interviewed Dave Ramsey and he interviewed a bunch of other people And the chapter that Mm -hmm. stood out to me, I actually read this on our honeymoon and he talked to Soledad O'Brien about turning rejection into redirection. She was kind of like, provided commentary on a news network and she wanted to be the night anchor. Mm -hmm. They said no, but she realized she left Mm -hmm. and they're like, well, why'd you leave? She goes, you told me no. But no wasn't no. It just meant not here and not now. She went out and got one of the best evening anchor positions available. Mm -hmm. So no doesn't mean no. It just means not here. It just means not now. And reading that chapter helped me so much that when I took some dreams to my leadership at one of the jobs that I had and I heard no, it didn't mean no. It just meant not here. It -hmm. just meant not now. And I think that over time, I'm actually really grateful for some of those closed doors because I'll tell you what it was. One of my jobs, I wanted to teach more. I wanted to preach more. And I wasn't demanding the stage or demanding the microphone, but I felt like God had placed something in me, like the prophet Mm -hmm. Jeremiah talks about, that was a fire in my belly, Mm -hmm. that I'd be disobedient to not speak. I'd be disobedient to get it, to not let it out. Right. And, um, I heard no. 
and, and that was so crushing to me. I was so invested. I had been so loyal there. Well, I just had lunch with somebody who knew me then in that season. And he recently saw me speak within the past year. And he goes, Josiah, I just want to tell you how much you've grown as a speaker, as a teacher, as a communicator. And I go, oh my gosh, thanks so much for saying that. And I kind of have one of those rear view mirror moments where right. I go, oh man, I think a huge part of that was reps mm-hmm. and I wasn't getting reps. Now I've got all kinds of reps. So by default, I've grown by mm-hmm. obedience, I've grown. And I think that I just remember being crushed mm-hmm. and um, talking a lot, but take us to, mm-hmm. to Proverbs babe, and talk about talk about just what Proverbs 24 talks about. Yeah. So Proverbs 24, 16, it simply says this, it says, for though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again, but the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. And I absolutely just love that because we've heard a couple sermons on this. You've, we've expressed some of these things, even in our household, like, okay, Lord, we feel like we're getting beaten down, but we're going to get up again. Like quitting, like, like it goes back to that quote that I said, winners never quit and quitters never win. And if we're called to be in the winning team, that anytime we get bucked off the horse, anytime we're heard the word, no, not here, not now that, okay, Lord, when, where, how, why, and let's discover that together. But when we do um, fall seven times, they rise again. And I think it's a part of the promise that we're looking at, even in Proverbs or like, like, I know I'm a mandate, maybe not be the right word, but just like this huddle moment where we're huddled up and may, we may be down, you know, on the field, or we may be down in the scoring of whatever game that we feel like we're playing. But when the coach comes and he's huddling us all up, or she's huddling us all up, we're like, yes, we may be down, but we're not going to give up. You're going to get back up. You're going to get back on the court. You're going to get back on the field. You're going to get back in the game. You're going to dust yourself off and you're going to continue the race. You're going to rise up again. And I just think that is such a fun, like anthem to know that we can do that and that we have to, like, there's no, there's no room to stop playing the game. There's no room to stop being a Christian. There's no room to, I don't know, start and stop questioning everything and all things. And I think when we you will rise again. Like, so I think good. we've, I've been down probably more than seven times. <laughs> it's so good. And, uh, and I think it was Winston Churchill who said and defined success as success being moving from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. Hmm. And I think if that doesn't talk yeah. about, I'm going to get knocked down, I'm going to fail. My dreams are going to be crushed sometimes and you've got to get back up. You've got to get back in the game. You mm-hmm. can't give up. Yeah. The world needs what is inside you, yeah. that God has placed a destiny and the eternity in your heart. Mm-hmm. And so your dream might've been crushed. You might've went through a breakup. Mm-hmm. You might've went through a job loss. You might've went through something that we don't want to diminish your pain right. or diminish the hurt that life itself may have caused you, but it's time to dream a new dream. I think that if you could get anything from today's episode, it's, it's, if that dream indeed was crushed, it's time to dream a new dream and don't give up. Mm -hmm. Well, I think I was just listening to the podcast. I'm going to say it's because the title literally was falling isn't failing. Falling isn't failing. And I just, I just want to say that, like, if you feel like you've fallen, it isn't failing. It's it's a time to brush yourself off. Like Josiah said, to start dream again and start leaning into that and start 
allowing the season where you feel crushed for God to do something beautiful. And here's what happens when we allow God, when we feel crushed, or maybe there's something in our life that he's trying to prune or crush out of us because it's not of him. It's not for us or for this time. There is a pruning process. There's a crushing process. Like even when you're making olive oil or there's grapes and they're crushing everything and they're getting ready for the next stage, or you feel like you're in the fiery furnace and you feel like God, or like you feel like the heat around you is being cranked up, stay in the fire and allow all those impurities to, to kind of be burnt off of you and pulled off and pulled away from your heart because the ultimate goal in any form of crushing, whether it's we feel crushed from a relationship, okay, what is the silver lining? What is God saving us from or preventing us from having to experience even further, whether it's more hurt, more pain, more rejection, more whatever that may be. And we don't want to diminish the pain that you're currently walking in, but to know that we have a God who can fully redeem, fully restore, fully redirect and rename you in the process. If it's that far, if you feel that far gone or you feel that crushed, because there's something that I love to refer back to this. And this is Oswald Chambers. He says this in utmost for his highest. And he says simply this, and it's so like, oh my gosh, he's right. And if God sent Jesus to die on the cross in our place to cast the sin, as far as the East is from the West, like he's covered it. It is finished. It is, it is paid for. Like our sin is paid for. If God sent Jesus in human form, fully God, fully man to die on the cross and endure pain for us and bruise his own son. What makes us think that we're never going to get bruised in life? And I'm not saying that we are Jesus. That's not what I'm saying. But when you believe, when you're a Christ follower, nowhere in the Bible says, when you say yes to Jesus, life is going to be butterflies and rainbows. It's like, no, expect the trials, expect the different things that you're going to walk through, the heartache and all of that. But we do have something that we can look to and get strength from in the process of that being crushed or put in the fire or just turning up the heat. So I just want to encourage if you feel like you are 10 feet under, like there's a pile of junk, six feet of more junk. And then there's you God's here to pull you out of that murky, miry pit and say, you are mine. You are loved. You are seen. You are a child of God and I have better plans for you. So stop wallowing in your own self-pity and get back on the horse, get up. There's no time for playing that game of victim when we live in from a place of victory because of him. So good. So so good. Anyway, I remember, um, at at the time, anytime I feel like I failed, been knocked down, my dreams were crushed. I know that pit of despair that kind of hits your stomach. It it feels like the punch to the gut. Like maybe you've been there recently or frequently. Mm -hmm. I just want to tell you about the themes that I've learned, I, I, this is weird to say, but I'm so grateful for a few early failures or a few early heartbreaks in my life because it taught me a, a three-part pattern that I've carried with me. Oh, let's hear it. And so I've even written about this for a few um, devotional articles or magazines and um, was asked to write on this topic once. And one of the things that I thought back to was getting cut from the high school baseball team. I remember a similar punch to the gut was not getting into my dream college. Mm. I can think of, a, you know, I, I've shared a few episodes and it's 
been a little bit of a theme in my life at times. So I can, I can relate to anyone who feels down and out or mm-hmm. feels discouraged, but, but I want you to think about Michael Jordan. I've been watching the last dance documentary and he, the Detroit Pistons were not nice to him. The New York Knicks were not like, have at it. Here's a free, free bucket. They cleared the, no, no, no. They didn't clear the lane. They attacked him. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they knocked him down and it was like a flagrant foul. When he got down, the first thing he did is he looked up, then he would reach up for help. Mm-hmm. And then he dreamed that new dream. And I think that anytime I've yeah. been cut or heartbroken or difficult, sticky situation where it felt like my dreams were crushed. The first thing I literally remember putting this on an office um, (laughs) ceiling and it said, look up. So the three things you need to do, if life has knocked you down, the first thing is to look up Mm -hmm. Psalm 121 says, I look up to the Hills. Where Mm -hmm. does my help come from? But my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. The second thing I I think you need to do that I've done, and I'm not perfect at it, but it's reach up. Yeah. Reach up to mentors, reach up to God, reach up to friends and mm-hmm. have a pep talk friend. Yeah. There's one of my friends, Brent, who anytime I've had discouragement, setback, heartbreak, hurt, he's been my pep talk <laughs> friend that we've had phone calls or we've had lunch and he reminded me of a dream and he said, get back up, get back in there. It's kind of like symbolically, like Michael Jordan had Scotty Pippen and Dennis Rodman to pull him up. Yeah. And um, it's football season now. You see Kirk Cousins get sacked. What does he do? He looks up, reaches mm-hmm. up for help. And then it's time to dream a new dream. So it's those things you need to look mm-hmm. up. You need to reach up for help and encouragement. And you need to dream a new dream. Mm-hmm. So good. I just get the image of somebody like in a boxing ring and like you're taking that little time out and there's a coach telling you what to do and how to do it. And that coach um, should ultimately be God. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes I've been guilty of this. And I turn to people for the answers before I turn to God. I turn to people before I turn to prayer, before I turn to the Bible, before I turn to relationship with Jesus. And I think sometimes we just got to sit back and say like, okay, Lord, nobody needs to know about the X, Y, and Z until I take it to you first. And I'm going to pray about it. And then I'm going to share it with a mentor or that coach in the corner who's rubbing my shoulders, kind of getting the knots out, like the Vaseline on my face, because I feel like I'm falling apart. And it's going to encourage me to get back in, get your gloves on and get back in the game. And I don't know if that's a visual for somebody, but that's just instantly the the visual that I got when Josiah was explaining that is you feel beat up. You feel like exposed. You feel, I don't know, like the clock's ticking and you're just trying to hang on. And I want to say like, hang on because the world needs you. The world needs you. They need your story. They need your testimony. They need what you have to offer because guess what? There's nobody like you and there's no, there's nobody going to be like you. There's nobody that has been like you. You are the only you. I am the only Micah. He's the only Josiah. We are all wired differently. There's no duplicates. There's no replication of people, personalities down to the wire of DNA. Every snowflake is different. Every person is different. That is how creative our God is. And he's created you for such a time as this, not to give up when culture pushes back, not to give up when your family challenges you, not to give up when you lose the job, when you lose the relationship, because guess what? God is going to make pain out of your purpose. And it's when you allow the healing to take place is when the purpose starts to make more sense. Aha. That's why I had to go through that. It prepared me for this. Okay, what I'm in now is only preparing me for something later. And it's 
it's challenging. It's hard to say that because there's things that I'm walking through right now. There's things Joe Side's walking through right now that we're walking through right now that when we get on this podcast, we can still offer joy to you, not just happiness. Happiness and happy are fleeting. Joy comes from the Lord. So when you do look up, when you do reach up and you do dream new dreams, I would encourage you with all three of those, what Josiah said, turn to God first, invite him into literally every decision and every prayer throughout that day. Okay, Lord, show me what you want me to do. Okay, Lord, this sucks. I'm sorry to say it, Lord, but I hate the season I'm in, but you know what? I'm going, I'm in it for a reason. Show me the silver lining. Just give me a glimpse of hope. Give me a glimmer of what I need to do next. And he will illuminate those things to you. But if you stay in the pit with your head down in your lap, unwilling to look up, unwilling to dream again, and unwilling to allow God to reach up and out of the pit that you feel like you're in, you're only going to stay there longer. And you're not called to camp out there. You're called to dust yourself off, get up and do what God's called you to do. And it's easy to say that. It may not be easy to hear that, But when you've walked through some of the things that we've walked through and you've worked through some things that we've worked through, there's a testimony that needs to be told. So whatever story is being written in your season right now, don't negate that this chapter is a significant chapter and you get to invite God in to be one of the key people in this chapter that we call life, because not every chapter and not every season lasts forever. So we just want to encourage you to continue to, to seek God. Seek his approval, not the approval of man. Um, Seek God's will, not the opinions of others. And even when it doesn't make sense, and even when it hurts like heck, know that there is pain in the purpose and that we all have gone through a crushing season. And it's just gearing us up for the next one. Why? Because it makes us stronger. It increases our faith. And it causes our dependence and our prayer life to increase to seek the healer, not only the healing. So- it's phenomenal. Yeah. And I, I want to double down on that for a second because yeah. you kind of are faced with two choices, right? Mm-hmm. To give up or to rise up. Mm-hmm. You can give up or you can rise up. And something that I think is so clear is to double down on Proverbs 24, 16, the righteous does fall seven times. You are going to fall. You're going to get knocked down. You're going to get punched to the gut. Life, life is a contact when, right? sport. It is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Bingo. And you have a choice to give up, mm-hmm. to opt out, mm-hmm. to stay down, to be defeated, or to rise up and the mm-hmm. righteous rises again. And I, I love two quotes from Angela Duckworth, who defines grit as passion multiplied by perseverance. We're talking about mm-hmm. stick with itness. We're talking about grittiness. We're talking about not just passion, but we're talking about perseverance, which mm-hmm. is perseverance is what comes when you, you come out on the other side to know that you're fighting a battle, but God's going to bring you yeah. out on the other side with the testimony, mm-hmm. with a story, with endurance, with long suffering, with purpose, that comes from pain mm-hmm. with stick with itness, with grit. And I think the listener needs to be reminded today that you have grit. Yeah. You have the Holy Spirit. You have stick with itness. She says, Duckworth says that enthusiasm is common, but endurance is rare. Yeah. And I want to tell you that we find endurance through the power of the cross, that mm-hmm. even though Jesus was crucified. What did he do? He didn't stay in the grave. He rose from the grave. He conquered death. He conquered burial. He conquered the grave. And we want to tell you Mm -hmm. that you can rise. Why? Not willpower, 
but because of the openness to the work of the Holy Spirit, he is with you. And when he's fighting your battles, you recognize that when God's for you, who can be against you? Right. When God's for you, you don't need to worry about what other people think. You don't mm-hmm. need to worry about how silly you look getting knocked down or falling down. Look, it's time to rise up. It's time to get up. It's time to reach up and dream new dreams. You're listening to the FYI podcast.